A very dear brother to me responded to yesterday's podcast with this testimony. He said, I was mocked by some friends who concluded that I would regret my decision not to compromise my faith in waiting on God to perfect my legal stay in the country I currently reside. They mocked my faith because I rejected all, all of their suggestions that were contrary to the ways of the Lord. They told me I would not succeed, but I shut them out and looked up to heaven. And looking back today, I cannot but give God praise for keeping me. God has done much more than I would have imagined. I was an object of mockery and ridicule, but today I live to testify to this message that shutting out the mockers and the wailers will reinforce your faith to wait on God. Wow, wow. Brethren, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. God will do miracles. That which you are doing will become great. It will blossom. It will become mighty. Your marriage will flourish. Your home will be built on God's righteousness. God will do great things. But do not forget, shut the door against those who have been raised by hell to mock you. Shut the door internally and externally. Another brother said to me, now there are two ways to deal with that. Deal with it internally by shutting the door of your heart to every negativity. And by doing it externally, shut the door to those who come around you to distract you, to derail you, and to make you feel weak and discouraged. In all the discussed ways to deal with the spirit of strife and contention, the best way, in my opinion, to deal with the spirit of strife and contention is to resolve, resolve, to know nothing, absolutely nothing, but Jesus and him crucified. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, Paul said, For I determined not to know anything among you, nothing among you, except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Wow, wow. The Corinthian church was full of many funny, strange behaviors. All the terrible things you can imagine of a carnal church could be attributed to the Corinthian church. So much strife, so much contention, so much moral issues here and there. The Corinthian church had it all. They had everything. But Paul made one serious determination. He would not want any form of distraction in his ministry to the Corinthian brethren. So he made a powerful resolution, a resolution not to know anything about the lives of the people but Jesus and him crucified. The best way to deal with the spirit of strife and contention is to resolve to know nothing, absolutely nothing, but Jesus and him crucified. You see, strife and contention fly on two wings. The first one is lies 
of false information and the second is assumption. Assumption. Nothing creates tension, conflict and strife like false information. False information. The person said so, the other did this, I saw him looking at me, I believe he was doing it intentionally, my husband did this, I am so sure, I am so convinced that the way she looked at me, the way he looked at me, I know the pastor was preaching about me, I know my boss was doing that to me, I saw my colleague looking at me with this, I saw my friend doing that, assumption, 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 baseless assumption. And after some time of meditating on the lies and assumptions of the devil, we create big problems, big conflict in our lives, in our homes. In the early days of the mobile telephone network, I had the story of a woman who experienced intense serious issues in her marriage. She was so grieved, angry, and resentful to the extent that she was ready to leave her home, leave her marriage. She assumed that her husband was cheating on her. When they brought the matter to their pastor to resolve, the pastor asked the lady to present her evidence. When the husband, a brother committed to the Lord, could not figure out who and what had bewitched his wife, the woman in tears alleged that even their seven-year-old son confirmed her fears and allegations when she asked him to call his father a few days before to know why he had not returned from work earlier. In pain, she described how the son informed her that another woman, another woman picked the call of her husband. With the wisdom of God, the pastor called the son to ask him for the name of the woman. And the boy said, the woman had no name. So what did the woman tell you? The pastor asked. The boy said, when I called my daddy's line a few days ago, I had a female voice that said, the line you are calling is temporarily unavailable. Wow. It turned out that the father's phone was dead or not charged. He had a prolonged meeting, a very long day at the office, and he had no other means to reach his wife. But the wife, carried away by her assumption, believed a lie, and that lie almost ruined her home. As a result of this false information, she created so much contention, conflict, and refused to speak to her husband for days. She queried his love for her, queried his salvation, queried his integrity just because of a piece of inaccurate information. Brethren, strive and contention in marriage, family, relationships, church, at office, rides on the wings of lies, negative information, and baseless, and permit me to say, foolish assumptions and permutations. Many great and wonderful relationships have been destroyed. Many wonderful and godly ministries, marriages, and divine assignments have been destroyed because of baseless assumptions and allowing lies and false information to grow in our heart. I was speaking to a brother long ago. He told me with absolute assurance that another brother hated him so badly. He was so sure and convinced of his thought. I asked him how he knew. 
How do you know? How do you know this? I asked. I was so embarrassed by the response this brother provided. It was so flimsy, so unreasonable, and so unreal. He avoided the brother he complained about, perceived him as an arch enemy. He developed deep hatred for this brother and tried as much as possible to create conflict and confusion in the heart of those who love this brother. The spirit of contention, conflict, strife had taken over his true false assumptions. I charged him to speak to the brother directly and I organized the meeting between them and he was so shocked and ashamed and amazed to discover that all his assumptions were complete demonic lies from the pit of hell. Dearly beloved, the moment you open your mind to lies, false and baseless assumptions, strife, contention, conflict would rise in a matter of time. So how do you deal with this? How? How do you deal with this? Determine. Determine to see all pains through the eyes of Jesus Christ. Hear through the ears of the Savior. Whatever is not profitable unto edification should be seriously and vehemently resisted and put away. Stay on the frequency of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let no man carry you into a realm that will not profit your spirit. There are people always seeking to gain your attention and feed you with information that have no spiritual or eternal value. They pollute your spirit, react terribly to gain your attention. They want to get you into the realm of the flesh. And once you descend into that realm, it becomes terribly difficult to rise into your place in destiny. There is nothing as powerful as seeking to know and exalt the interest of Jesus in every situation. Interest of Jesus in every situation. What would Jesus do in that situation? How would he react? And this is a resolution, my friend. Paul was determined not to know anything among those people, among the Corinthian brethren, aside from the Lord Jesus and him crucified. No one was allowed to tell him or give him any negative information. He refused to be polluted. He refused to be, to be, to be, to be, to be filled with all manner of information that are contrary to the will of God. He only had one resolution, to know Jesus and him crucified among them. Wow, what a resolution. That is the realm of deadness to self, deadness to the world, deadness to the people around, deadness to the lies of hell, deadness to assumption. It is like saying, I just want to identify with the crucified life of my Savior who died for me. That's all I want to know. That's all I'm ready to know. Strife and contention is an indication of a life riddled with sin and transgression. If you find a man or woman who is always causing strife in marriage, in churches, in families, in the office, just name it, such a person is actively, I repeat, actively living in sin. Yes. Proverbs 17, 19 says, He who loves transgression loves strife. And he who exalts his gate 
seeks destruction. The New Living Translation puts it in a very interesting way and it says, Anyone who loves to quarrel loves sin. I repeat, anyone, Proverbs 17, 19, anyone, regardless of your title, your age, your position, your gender, male or female, how long you've been in church, opposed to prophet, bishop, teacher, what? Ever, father, mother, brother, sister, anyone who loves to quarrel, loves sin. Anyone who trusts in high walls, invites disaster. In my little experience in life and ministry, I can confirm this scripture 100%. I tell you, those who love to quarrel over everything are the ones living in one sin or the other. Go and check it and check it again. Check yourself if you always live in strife and contention. Those who love transgression, indeed, they love to strive. They quarrel over everything. Oh, when you see strife, contention in a relationship, between a young man and a young woman, they want to get married and you see strife and contention everywhere, every time. Check the purity of that relationship. Check, check, check again. Those who cause strife and contention in the church are the ones living in sin and refusing, refusing to give it up to the Lord. As a pastor, if I look at all those whose names keep coming up every now and then, every quarrel or strife among God's people, they are the people living in sin, the people not seeking the Lord, the people not completely yielded to the will of God. Check it out. Check it out. So when you see that you are constantly causing problems in your marriage, in your home, in the church, in your ministry, in your office, in your businesses, in your school, wherever. You see that your name is always being mentioned in one trouble here or there. And you enjoy it. You love it. You are happy about it. You are happy to create problems among brethren. You are happy to create problems in your home. Create problems in your office. Create problems around. Ah, you are living in sin, a secret sin, and in a matter of time, it will be exposed. Sin opens the door. When Cain was angry in Genesis chapter 4, God quoted him in verse 7 saying, So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. Mm. Cain did not pay attention to the query of the Lord. He eventually ended up becoming the first murderer in the Bible. Strife, conflict, envy, jealousy is an indication that sin has taken over the heart. It is a call, a call to return to the Lord and seek Him to have mercy, mercy, mercy on you. Determine never to know anything but Jesus and him crucified. When you know all that you know is about Jesus and him crucified. Oh, strive. We have no place in you. The spirit of contention will be disgraced. Let God's glorious work 
the work of Jesus on Calvary be completed in your life. Arise. Arise to fulfill your transformed life in Jesus. Amen. Let it rain.